Hello and good morning. Happy Monday. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host, Cherry Go Lightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist. So please, please do not use this podcast as a substitute for any therapy that you may need. If you feel that you need to seek any type of therapy, please follow through and do so. So jumping into things, I did mention yesterday that I was pretty excited about doing my very first photo shoot with my boys and I had so much fun. My boys were probably 50-50. They did have some fun, but I think they were more focused on getting back to their Fortnite game. As I mentioned, I have an eight and a nine-year-old, so they are at that stage. So Fortnite in this, with that generation, is pretty as what they would call lit. (laughs) But I have to give a shout out to this fabulous couple Damien and Amber Carlos, you guys rock. You guys are a power couple. I had so much fun with you guys yesterday. Uh, We had a lot of laughs. Amber did my hair and makeup and she made me feel so good. And by the time she was done, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, whoa, who is that? And we did a fabulous photo shoot outside with my boys. My boys were a little bit antsy. They wanted to go back into playing their game. We know how kids are when it comes to taking family photos. It's funny because when we look at these beautiful family photos, we're just like, wow, these are amazing. And we're probably thinking to ourselves, this must have been an easy photo shoot. Absolutely not. It was a not a nightmare, but it was just like a lot of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of, hey, put that down. Put that stick down. Oh, my God, don't push each other in the lake. Stop it. Okay, smile. Put your glasses up. Oh, my goodness, the wind. Hold on. My my heels are digging into the grass. But, you know, at the end of the day, it always comes out to be beautiful and perfect. And even those moments where you're joking around or you're yelling at your kids or when you guys are laughing about something funny, those are the authentic moments that these awesome photographers capture and so that's one thing I really truly love about Amber and Damien's work is their work is completely authentic they capture real life moments and it's great so shout out to Amber and Damien you guys rock so If you guys live in the high desert or anywhere in Southern California, I definitely recommend these two. They are fabulous. If you want to see their work, you can find them on Instagram. It's flawless underscore images with a Z. So check them out. They are amazing. I am telling you, you guys will not be, you guys will not be disappointed. And if you guys really want to see the, uh, well, on my Instagram, you guys will see, I included their link on there and, uh, you'll see the, the photo shoot. It's a sneak peek of the work that we did yesterday. So it's a lot of fun. I'm totally excited. And like I said, I can't, I can't like reiterate it anymore, but yeah, yeah. They do awesome work, and you guys really have to check them out. If you're in Southern California, I drove all the way from Corona to Apple Valley to get these pictures done, and totally worth it. (laughs) So, moving on again. Shout out, you guys. Hey, high five. Um, So, moving forward, one thing I wanted to talk about was parenting. And since we got into the whole Fortnite thing... And since we also got into the whole, um, hey, put that down and yeah. Parenting is always going to be part of this journey. And that's actually the biggest part. 
because when it comes down to parenting, we tend to, you know, especially when we go through separations, we feel horrible. We feel guilty. We feel that we're, you know, we, we got to compensate for, for the things that they lack. For example, like, you know, if the other parent's not there enough or if the, per the other parent's not there at all, we feel that we have to compensate for that. And we know that no matter what, we cannot, we cannot meet those, you know, that lack, that, um, that lack of presence or the, we can't fix the absence, if that makes any sense. So I've been guilty of this. I've been guilty of either being very lax or trying to overcompensate by providing more or providing wants versus needs. So when is it that we should put the foot put the hammer down and put our or put our foot down? I'm mixing these things up. But I found that okay, I have to take a step back. And once again, I'm not a licensed professional when it comes to giving out advice. Like I said, this is just me sharing my journey, sharing my own insights. Because I'm a firm believer, yes, people could give you advice, but it may not always work for you. We are different individuals. We all work differently. We may see things differently, and that's what makes you know, that's what makes us all unique. So and, you know, I look at advice as it's there. Take it if you prefer it. If you don't, then you could just leave it there and it's okay. But with that being said, I'm just sharing my own personal insights. It may, you know, it may be how it may be um, effective for some and it may not be for others. So please just take it as you prefer. But what I was getting at is I had to take a step back and I realized, oh, oh, I am falling into the trap of being that enabling mom, over-nurturing. Can you be over-nurturing? But I do believe that I was enabling my children because at eight and nine years old, they are at that age that they are capable of learning how to do things. And one of my pet peeves as a professional and as an adult, is I cannot stand it when somebody says, I don't know how to do that. We can easily say, I don't know how to do that, and then have that chore or task be dismissed. But that's not what we should, that's not how we should see it. If you don't know how to do something, the question should be, how can I learn how to do this? So I know how to do it later. We should never just dismiss a chore or a responsibility because we don't quote unquote know how to do this. And that actually starts with childhood. I now I see that because my boys, sometimes they'll say, well, I don't know how to do this. And then of course, what do we do? We step in and we do it ourselves and stuff because we either don't a want to deal with it or we just want to get it done. But the important thing is not because we want them to do it so it takes that responsibility away from us. The important thing is we do, we train them because later on they need to know how to do this. And it's also conditioning their, you know, their mentality that, okay, well, I may not know how to do this, but I need to have that desire to learn how to do it. So later on in life, or not just in life, but later on I can do it myself. I go through that. I mean, being a newly single mom, there's some things around the house that I never really had to touch. Like, for example, well, I knew how to do this. Uh, garbage disposal. Yeah, you, you... That stuff you need to learn how to do. Even if, you're, even if you're a woman, you should know how to do things and fix things around the house. Because if you have to wait for a handyman to come in, then, uh-oh, what do you do? <laughs> Sometimes handymen are not available. And, you know, with the resources that we have now, we're blessed. If you need to learn how to fix your garbage disposal, some people may not know, oh, 
I need to buy an Allen wrench. So yeah, you can easily YouTube it. Be resourceful. But that's what I'm trying to tra- train my kids is to be re- be that resourceful person. If plan A doesn't work, then jump to plan B. You want to teach these kids to be problem solvers at a young age. We can't keep enabling our children because we have to realize that worst case scenario, if something happens to us, we didn't really do a good job raising them if they're clueless on what to do when we're no longer here. As parents, it's our job, I believe, to teach them as much as we possibly can. You know, not just things around the house, but how to deal with life. How to be around people. How to view people. I have to share, you know, um, I did have a moment two weeks ago where I was completely overwhelmed and just touched. Uh, This is a little bit embarrassing for me. So this is a vulnerable story that I'm sharing. So about two weeks ago, I had dinner with my ex-husband's mom and little sister. I'm still very close to my sister, my former sister-in-law, but I still see her as a sister-in-law because she will always be a sister in my eyes. Well, we had dinner and I was completely touched and overwhelmed because they did provide help. They ended up getting me and the boys, well, the boys' groceries, and my mother-in-law ended up helping me with some cash. This is, like I said, this is pretty embarrassing for me, but I have to say and I have to share this because the fact that they were so kind to help out as they did, it really touched me and I really was overwhelmed and I thank them for that um I I did even say hey you guys know I'm doing okay right I'm working I'm not that bad I'm not struggling that bad I'm okay but still they just wanted to help out and that is just that's that's so touching So on the way home from dinner, kind of like an idiot, I was driving home and I was crying because I was super overwhelmed by just that feeling. And as I exited, I saw a homeless guy standing there. And I asked the boys, I'm like, what time is it? It was around 8 o'clock. So I have a 99 cents only store that was around the corner. So I told the boys, look, we're going to do a project. We're going to put together a homeless package people like to give people give uh, the homeless money but how long does that truly last you know it does I'm pretty sure that they can make it stretch they give them food but sometimes of course it's like they either eat the food or it goes bad but I'm pretty sure that there's other things that they need so the boys and I went to the 99 ranch only store 99 ranch I'm sorry the 99 cents only store because the 99 ranch is actually pretty close by and we put together the package we bought toothbrushes toothpaste razors hand sanitizers socks put water in there Uh, there's a few other goodies that they needed like hygiene things because these are the things that I feel that we take for granted but I can only imagine what it's like walking around and you don't have these things or you run out of these things and you know, it, it, it's self-care things. So these are resources for self-care. And I'm certain that, you know, there's a few people that may be panhandling or might be doing a scam, but that's not really our, our place to judge. The point is we help people out. You help people out because you want to help them out, not because you're expecting anything in return. That's just how it is. Uh, I I did this. I I put this together. This is something that I've always wanted to do. I saw this idea on one of those Facebook. Um, I don't know if it was a uh, an article or if it was a video, but this is something that I've always wanted to do. And previously, I was so caught up with the busyness of life and 
um, you know, my own problems that I never got the chance to do it. And in this new chapter that I am venturing through, I really wanted to do things and try things that I've always wanted to do, but never had the opportunity to do so. So that's one thing that I do want to teach my boys. I want my boys to see that it is a good feeling to give. It is a good feeling to help. Of course, be care if you ever decide to do this, and I'm actually going to post a picture on my Instagram of these little packets that I put together. So, you know, maybe as a community, we can do that as well. You know, it's like when you actually help people out with their problems, it provides a good distraction from yours. Because you take a step back and you realize that there's people that have bigger problems than you. I'm not saying forget your problems, but if you, ha- if you can take a moment, just a small moment, and help somebody else out, it really makes you feel good. Makes me feel good. And, you know, that's one thing I wanted to teach my boys. I want them to remember these things. May not make sense for them now or it may not be as significant for them right now. But I know later on in life they will probably remember the things that we did when they were growing up. And that right there means so much to me. What I teach my boys is very important. Um, As a single mom, my time is very valuable. And the things that I do for my kids, I'm very careful I can't be careless. So that's one thing that um, I I did want to, you know, want to share with you guys is what example are we showing our children? There's some times too where, you know, as far as like our emotions go, I'm not saying be a complete robot and not show any emotions. I've been guilty of that and it's blown up in my face. I've had moments where I'm driving and all of a sudden I will just start tearing up in the car in front of my boys and I find myself apologizing that they're going through all of these, you know, this heartache with the separation and everything. I'm not sure exactly if that's the right thing to do, but I did promise them that I was going to be honest with them. No secrets. So, and they tell me to, mommy, you said no secrets. What's the matter? Why are you crying? I don't want to be or start them off to be the children that have to hide their, feel that they have to hide their emotions because somebody's telling them that it's wrong to feel that way. I want them to feel that their emotions and how they feel are respected so that way, in turn, they can treat people the same way. So, those are the new insights that I have for today. It's baby steps. I'm not going to have it all figured out. It's been close to four months. Or, yeah, it's been close to four months already. Slowly but surely, I'm learning to forgive myself. It never gets easier because as far as feeling guilty, not guilty enough to go back, but feeling guilty, feeling any sort of remorse towards things that I could have done differently, it still eats up at you. And as I mentioned, holidays are coming up. And of course it gets hard and you think about things of the past and it really gets to you. But then it's like you, you got to pick up the pieces again. Because every time you get these, these thoughts and you feel bad, it's just another, you know, that's just you shedding more pieces because those pieces were not placed back or glued back, you know, as firmly as they should have. And that's okay. That's part of the healing process. So just pick them back up and try to make the best of what you can. And um, like I mentioned yesterday... There's going to be times where, you know, you do feel bad for the other person. But you have to understand that you're powerless and it's still their decision 
to make their life better as it was yours to make your life better. If you're moving forward, maybe you do have, you know, you do have like, you know, the better end of things. But that's not your fault. The reason why you have the better end is because you made the choices to have the better end. But if your entire world consists of self-pity, that's not good either. And once again, being codependent, we have that notorious characteristic of enabling. And we do... When we feel bad for people, enabling them is not, we're, we're not, we're not doing them a favor. That's one thing that I still am learning at this point because I do go back and forth with the guilt. But one thing I will say is when you go through this, you have to understand that You have to soften your heart, but not to the point where you give in. It's okay to feel bad. You're human. If you have so much goodness in you, you're, you're, you're going to be feeling bad. It's inevitable. So don't beat yourself up to the point where you end up jumping back into the, you know, into the ring of fire where you once were at because you've worked so hard to get out of that place and of course you see your former spouse hit rock bottom but you know they have to be there but of course one thing that I found is still be uplifting if they reach out to you be uplifting but draw the line and let them know where the boundaries are be smart about it Of course, each situation is different. And this is where I would stop and say, your best bet is to speak to a licensed therapist. Because at this point, this is something where I don't have, the, I don't have all the answers. And I've told you guys, this is just me sharing my journey. A lot of topics that will hit could be pretty... You know, hit and miss could be, well, I see it this way and that way. There, There's not one way to look at everything. But I can tell you this. You have to keep a clear mind. You have to trust yourself. Trust your, your gut feeling. And that's how you make your decisions. That's how I've been making my decisions for the past three months that I've been gone. I trust my gut feeling because that's all I have. People will give you opinions. Your close circle will give you opinions, but at the end of the day, it's you that makes that decision. Don't make a decision based on what what someone's told you or don't make a decision based on guilt. You really have to have a peace of mind, a clear mind. So during this time, that you're taking for yourself, don't be so emotional. The best thing to do is literally just embrace everything that you're going through, whether it's challenges, whether it's good times. Remember this point, make it a point to remember this part of your life and embrace it. Because every moment in your life is going to make you who you are. That's what I found. And even when you're clueless and you have no idea what to do, what I do personally is I sleep on it. Whoever your higher being is, whether it be you need to meditate, I would ask for guidance. And also, this is that time where when you don't know what to do and it's a very hard decision to make, your best bet is to seek therapy. There's nothing wrong with that. You need to have somebody that's outside of your inner circle reach out to you 
listen to you and tell you what you need to do or guide you. Not they, they shouldn't tell you what you need to do, but they will guide you in the right direction because they're an outsider looking in. They're trained to talk to you about things like this. They're trained to listen. It'll get better. Sometimes it gets better and then sometimes it gets difficult again and you find yourself breaking down and find yourself in a dark place, but you can't stay there. One of the podcasts that I listen to and um, I'm, I listen to a lot during my troubled times. One of the podcasts that I listen to, the lady told, you know, basically said, don't park there. It's okay to stay there, but don't park there. Stop there for a moment, but do not park there. You have to keep your head up no matter what. And that's all I have for you guys for today. I'm your host, Cherry Go Lightly. Um, if you want to see certain things that I'm doing in this journey, please follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is... That's funny, I don't know my Instagram. My Instagram is Cherry, C-H-E-R-R-Y, period, Go Lightly. G-O-L-I-G-H-T-L-Y. Once again, cherry.golightly. And you could see my Instagram and the journey that I am going through. So enjoy the rest of your week. Happy Monday. And until then, I will talk to you guys soon. Hello and good morning. Happy Monday. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist. So please, please do not use this podcast as a substitute for any therapy that you may need. If you feel that you need to seek any type of therapy, please follow through and do so. So jumping into things, I did mention yesterday that I was pretty excited about doing my very first photo shoot with my boys and I had so much fun. My boys were probably 50-50. They did have some fun, but I think they were more focused on getting back to their Fortnite game. As I mentioned, I have an eight and a nine-year-old, so they are at that stage. So Fortnite in this, with that generation, is pretty as what they would call lit. <laughs> but I have to give a shout out to this fabulous couple Damien and Amber Carlos, you guys rock. You guys are a power couple. I had so much fun with you guys yesterday. Uh, we had a lot of laughs. Amber did my hair and makeup and she made me feel so good. And by the time she was done, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, whoa, who is that? And we did a fabulous photo shoot outside with my boys. My boys were a little bit antsy. They wanted to go back into playing their game. We know how kids are when it comes to taking family photos. It's funny because when we look at these beautiful family photos, we're just like, wow, these are amazing. And we're probably thinking to ourselves, this must have been an easy photo shoot. Absolutely not. It was a not a nightmare, but it was just like a lot of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of, hey, put that down. Put that stick down. Oh, my God, don't push each other in the lake. Stop it. Okay, smile. Put your glasses up. Oh, my goodness, the wind. Hold on. My my heels are digging into the grass. But, you know, at the end of the day, it always comes out to be beautiful and perfect. And even those moments where you're joking around or you're yelling at your kids or when you guys are laughing about something funny, those are the authentic moments that these awesome photographers capture and so that's one thing I really truly love about Amber and Damien's work is their work is completely authentic they capture 
real life moments and it's great. So shout out to Amber and Damien. You guys rock. So if you guys live in the high desert or anywhere in Southern California, I definitely recommend these two. They are fabulous. If you want to see their work, you can find them on Instagram. It's flawless underscore images with a Z. So check them out. They are amazing. I am telling you, you guys will not be, you guys will not be disappointed. But, and if you guys really want to see the, uh, well, on my Instagram, you guys will see. I included their link on there. And uh, you'll see the, the photo shoot. It's a sneak peek of the work that we did yesterday. So it's a lot of fun. I'm totally excited. And like I said, I can't, I can't like reiterate it anymore. But yeah, they do awesome work. And you guys really have to check them out. If you're in Southern California, I drove all the way from Corona to Apple Valley to get these pictures done. And totally worth it. So, moving on again, shout out, you guys. Hey, high five. Um, so, moving forward, one thing I wanted to talk about was parenting. And since we got into the whole Fortnite thing, and since we also got into the whole, um, hey, put that down, and yeah, parenting is always going to be part of this journey. And that's actually the biggest part. Because when it comes down to parenting, we tend to, you know, especially when we go through separations, we feel horrible. We feel guilty. We feel that we're, you know, we, we got to compensate for, for the things that they lack. For example, like, you know, if the other parent's not there enough or if the, per, the other parent's not there at all, we feel that we have to compensate for that. And we know that no matter what, we cannot, we cannot meet those, you know, that lack, that, um, that lack of presence or the we can't fix the absence if that makes any sense so I've been guilty of this I've been guilty of either being very lax or trying to overcompensate by providing more or providing wants versus needs so when is it that we should put the foot put the hammer down and put our or put our foot down I'm mixing these things up but I found that okay I have to take a step back and once again I'm not a licensed professional when it comes to giving out advice like I said this is just me sharing my journey sharing my own insights because I'm a firm believer Yes, people could give you advice, but it may not always work for you. We are different individuals. We all work differently. We may see things differently, and that's what makes you know, that's what makes us all unique. So I you know, I look at advice as it's there, take it if you prefer it. If you don't, then you could just leave it there and it's okay. But with that being said, I'm just sharing my own personal insights. It may, you know, it may be how, it may be um, effective for some and it may not be for others. So please just take it as you prefer. But what I was getting at is I had to take a step back and I realized, oh, oh, I am falling into the trap of being that enabling mom over nurturing can you be over nurturing but I do believe that I was enabling my children because at eight and nine years old they are at that age that they are capable of learning how to do things and one of my pet peeves as a professional and as an adult is I cannot stand it when somebody says I don't know how to do that we can easily say, I don't know how to do that, and then have that chore or task be dismissed. But that's not what we should, that's not how we should see it. If you don't know how to do something, the question should be, how can I learn how to do this? 
so I know how to do it later. We should never just dismiss a chore or a responsibility because we don't quote unquote know how to do this. And that actually starts with childhood. I be, now I see that because my boys, sometimes they'll say, well, I don't know how to do this. And then of course, what do we do? We step in and we do it ourselves and stuff because we either don't a want to deal with it or we just want to get it done. But the important thing is not because we want them to do it. So it takes that responsibility away from us. The important thing is we do, we train them because later on they need to know how to do this. And it's also conditioning their, you know, their mentality that, okay, well, I may not know how to do this, but I need to have that desire to learn how to do it. So later on in life, or not just in life, but later on I can do it myself. I go through that. I mean, being a newly single mom, there's some things around the house that I never really had to touch. Like, for example, well, I knew how to do this. Uh, garbage disposal. Yeah, you, you... That stuff you need to learn how to do. Even if you're... Even if you're a woman, you should know how to do things and fix things around the house. Because if you have to wait for a handyman to come in, then... Uh-oh, what do you do? <laughs> Sometimes handymen are not available. And, you know, with the resources that we have now, we're blessed. If you need to learn how to fix your garbage disposal, some people may not know, oh, I need to buy an Allen wrench. So, yeah, you can easily YouTube it. Be resourceful. But that's what I'm trying to train my kids is to be, be that resourceful person if plan A doesn't work, then jump to plan B. You want to teach these kids to be problem solvers at a young age. We can't keep enabling our children because we have to realize that worst case scenario, if something happens to us, we didn't really do a good job raising them if they're clueless on what to do when we're no longer here. As parents, it's our job, I believe, to teach them as much as we possibly can. You know, not just things around the house, but how to deal with life. How to be around people. How to view people. I have to share, you know, um, I did have a moment two weeks ago where I was completely overwhelmed and just touched uh, this is a little bit embarrassing for me. So this is a vulnerable story that I'm sharing. So about two weeks ago, I had dinner with my ex-husband's mom and little sister. I'm still very close to my sister, my former sister-in-law, but I still see her as a sister-in-law because she will always be a sister in my eyes. Well, we had dinner and... I was completely touched and overwhelmed because they did provide help. They ended up get, getting me and the boys, well, the boys' groceries, and my mother-in-law ended up helping me with some cash. This is, like I said, this is pretty embarrassing for me, but I have to say and I have to share this because the fact that they were so kind to help out as they did. It really touched me and I really was overwhelmed. And I thank them for that. Um, I, I did even say, hey, you guys know I'm doing okay, right? I'm working. I'm not that bad. I'm not struggling that bad. I'm okay. But still, they just wanted to help out. And that is just, that's, that's so touching. So on the way home from dinner, kind of like an idiot, I was driving home and I was crying because I was super overwhelmed by just that feeling. And as I exited, I saw a homeless guy standing there. And I asked the boys, I'm like, what time is it? It was around 8 o'clock. So I have a 99 cents only store that was around the corner. So I told the boys, look, we're going to do a project. We're going to put together a homeless package people like to give people 
give ho- uh, the homeless money, but how long does that truly last? You know, it does. I'm pretty sure that they can make it stretch. They give them food, but sometimes, of course, it's like they either eat the food or it goes bad. But I'm pretty sure that there's other things that they need. So the boys and I went to the 99 Ranch only store. 99 Ranch, I'm sorry. The 99 cents only store because the 99 Ranch is actually pretty close by. And we put together the package. We bought toothbrushes, toothpaste, razors, hand sanitizers, socks, put water in there. Uh, There's a few other goodies that they need, like hygiene things, because these are the things that I feel that we take for granted. But I can only imagine what it's like walking around and you don't have these things or you run out of these things. And, you know, it's self-care things. So these are resources for self-care. And I'm certain that, you know, there's a few people that may be panhandling or might be doing a scam, but that's not really our, our place to judge. The point is we help people out. You help people out because you want to help them out, not because you're expecting anything in return. That's just how it is. Uh, I, I did this. I, I put this together. This is something that I've always wanted to do. I saw this idea on one of those Facebook um, I don't know if it was a, uh, an article or if it was a video, but this is something that I've always wanted to do. And previously I was so caught up with the busyness of life and, um, you know, my own problems that I never got the chance to do it. And in this new chapter that I am venturing through, I really wanted to do things and try things that I've always wanted to do, but never had the opportunity to do so. So that's one thing that I do want to teach my boys. I want my boys to see that it is a good feeling to give. It is a good feeling to help. Of course, be care if you ever decide to do this, and I'm actually going to post a picture on my Instagram of these little packets that I put together. So, you know, maybe as a community, we can do that as well. You know, it's like when you actually help people out with their problems, it provides a good distraction from yours. Because you take a step back and you realize that there's people that have bigger problems than you. I'm not saying forget your problems. But if you, ha- if you can take a moment, just a small moment, and help somebody else out, it really makes you feel good. Makes me feel good. And, you know, that's one thing I wanted to teach my boys. I want them to remember these things may not make sense for them now or it may not be as significant for them right now but I know later on in life they will probably remember the things that we did when they were growing up and that right there means so much to me what I teach my boys is very important Um, as a single mom my time is very valuable and the things that I do for my kids I you know I'm very careful I can't be careless. So that's one thing that um, I I did want to you know want to share with you guys is what example are we showing our children? There's sometimes too where you know as far as like our emotions go, I'm not saying be a complete robot and not show any emotions. I've been guilty of that, and it's blown up in my face. I've had moments where I'm driving and all of a sudden I will just start tearing up in the car in front of my boys and I find myself apologizing that they're going through all of these, you know, this heartache with the separation and everything. I'm not sure exactly if that's the right thing to do, but I did promise them that I was going to be honest with them. No secrets. So, and they tell me to, mommy, you said no secrets. What's the matter? Why are you crying? I don't want to be or start them off to be the children that have to hide their, feel that they have to hide their emotions because somebody is telling them that it's wrong to feel that way. I want them to feel that their emotions and how they feel are respected so that way in turn they can treat people the same way. So those are the new insights that I have for today.
it's baby steps. I'm not going to have it all figured out. It's been close to four months. Or, yeah, it's been close to four months already. Slowly but surely, I'm learning to forgive myself. It never gets easier because as far as feeling guilty, not guilty enough to go back, but feeling guilty, feeling any sort of remorse towards things that I could have done differently, it still eats up at you. And... As I mentioned, holidays are coming up. And of course it gets hard and you think about things of the past and it really gets to you. But then it's like you, you got to pick up the pieces again. Because every time you get these, these thoughts and you feel bad, it's just another, you know, that's just you shedding more pieces. Because those pieces were not placed back or glued back, you know, as firmly as they should have. And that's okay. That's part of the healing process. So just pick them back up and try to make the best of what you can. And um, like I mentioned yesterday, there's going to be times where, you know, you do feel bad for the other person. But you have to understand that you're powerless and it's still their decision to make their life better. As it was yours to make your life better. If you're moving forward, maybe you do have, you know, you do have like, you know, the better end of things, but that's not your fault. The reason why you have the better end is was because you made the choices to have the better end. But if your entire world consists of self-pity, that's not good either. And once again... Being codependent, we have that notorious characteristic of enabling. And we do, when we feel bad for people, enabling them is not, we're, we're not, we're not doing them a favor. That's one thing that I still am learning at this point because I do go back and forth with the guilt. But, one thing I will say is when you go through this you have to understand that you have to soften your heart but not to the point where you give in. It's okay to feel bad. You're human. If you have so much goodness in you, you're 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 going to be feeling bad. It's inevitable. So don't beat yourself up to the point where you end up jumping back into the, you know, into the ring of fire where you once were at. Because you've worked so hard to get out of that place. And of course you see your former spouse hit rock bottom. But you know they have to be there. But of course one thing that I found is still be uplifting. If they reach out to you, be uplifting, but draw the line and let them know where the boundaries are. Be smart about it. Of course, each situation is different. And this is where I would stop and say, your best bet is to speak to a licensed therapist. Because at this point, this is something where I don't have the, I don't have all the answers and I've told you guys this is just me sharing my journey. A lot of topics that will hit could be pretty you know hit and miss could be well I see it this way and that way there there's not one way to look at everything. But I can tell you this you have to keep a clear mind. You have to trust yourself. Trust your, your gut feeling. And that's how you make your decisions. That's how I've been making my decisions for the past three months that I've been gone. 
I trust my gut feeling because that's all I have. People will give you opinions. Your close circle will give you opinions, but at the end of the day, it's you that makes that decision. Don't make a decision based on what what someone's told you or don't make a decision based on guilt. You really have to have a peace of mind, a clear mind. So during this time that you're taking for yourself, don't be so emotional. The best thing to do is literally just embrace everything that you're going through, whether it's challenges, whether it's good times. Remember this point, make it a point to remember this part of your life and embrace it. Because every moment in your life is going to make you who you are. That's what I found. And even when you're clueless and you have no idea what to do, what I do personally is I sleep on it. Whoever your higher being is, whether it be you need to meditate, I would ask for guidance. And also, this is that time where when you don't know what to do and it's a very hard decision to make, your best bet is to seek therapy. There's nothing wrong with that. You need to have somebody that's outside of your inner circle reach out to you, listen to you, and tell you what you need to do or guide you. Not they, they shouldn't tell you what you need to do, but they will guide you in the right direction because they're an outsider looking in. They're trained to talk to you about things like this. They're trained to listen. It'll get better. Sometimes it gets better and then sometimes it gets difficult again and you find yourself breaking down and find yourself in a dark place, but you can't stay there. One of the podcasts that I listen to and um, I'm, I listen to a lot during my troubled times. One of the podcasts that I listen to, the lady told, you know, basically said, don't park there. It's okay to stay there, but don't park there. Stop there for a moment, but do not park there. You have to keep your head up no matter what. And that's all I have for you guys for today. I'm your host, Cherry Go Lightly. Um, If you want to see certain things that I'm doing in this journey, please follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is... That's funny. I don't know my Instagram. My Instagram is cherry, C-H-E-R-R-Y, period, go lightly, G-O-L-I-G-H-T-L-Y. Once again, cherry.golightly. And you could see my Instagram and the journey that I am going through. So enjoy the rest of your week. Happy Monday. And until then, I will talk to you guys soon.